We've all heard it before. It's who you know. Welcome to Social Capital, a weekly podcast that dives into social relationships and why the investment you put into them is so important. Your host, Lori Hybe, will connect with industry-leading professionals and dive into their networking experiences and expert advice. Hey, everybody. Lori Hybe here. Welcome to the Social Capital Podcast. Our show notes are found at socialcapitalpodcast.com. If you'd like to get more involved in the conversation, join our Facebook group at Social Capital Network, a community of trust, reciprocity, and relationships. You can also follow me on LinkedIn. This week's guest is Ilana Murdoch. She is the founder and CEO of Ascend Communications, a firm specializing in public relations for for startups, venture capital, and private equity executives seeking to be known as go-to industry experts. Alana managed a $350 million brand, rebranded a $1.5 billion company in under six weeks, developed GTM strategies for 8 million 15 tech products, and creates innovative branding strategies. Did I say that right? For 8 million or 8 million? 8 to 15 million. 8 to 15 million. I'm going to say, say that again. Alana managed a $350 million brand, rebranded a $1.5 million comp- billion dollar company in under six weeks, developed GTM strategies for eight to 15 million tech products, and creates innovative branding strategies. She holds a BA from Franciscan University of Steubenville, an Alt-MBA from the Kellogg School of Management, and studied organizational design at the Stanford Business School. Alana gave a presentation at the Stanford Business School, leveraging your brand as a young exec- executive. Alana, welcome to the show. Thank you, Lori. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to have you as well. Anyone that is in the world of communications already has extra bonus points in my book. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, all right. So I know that you are a big fan of networking as well. And um, you've got a couple tips to share specifically around those who hate networking. So what are some tips that you can share um, with someone that actually hates networking? Yeah. So I actually started out as hating networking myself and I was a super introvert. Um, and then I ended up being an ambovert, which is a combination of the, of the two. Um, so my two top tips are number one, research the event beforehand, any event you go to, whether it's now virtual in the times of the coronavirus, um, and just see who's going to be going and then message them on LinkedIn. If you don't have LinkedIn, definitely get a LinkedIn and start messaging them. So you have at least five to 10 people that you already know before going. So you're not just walking into a room and you're like, oh man, I don't really know anybody here. Um, and then secondly, I would also go with a friend. Um, so it's not just you, if you still feel uncomfortable going, um, find a friend to go with you and then bring them along. And, uh, that way you'll have at least somebody to lean on for, for support. I think that's great doing a little homework before attending the event, um, so that you're not going in completely blind. That's smart. Um, so how do you avoid or get out of any sort of awkward or uncomfortable conversations that someone might be in, in a networking event? So the really great thing about networking events is that they always have food at them, like always, always. And I know this might not be a standard, maybe get out of jail free card, but I always get like a little bite of something to eat, but don't like fill up your plate because then you can always be like, oh, I have to go through this away. And it's not something that people are like, oh, this is an awkward situation. You're just like, 
you know, reach out, shake their hand, be like, I'm so, it's so great to meet you. Um, you know, X, Y, Z. And then I like, I really need to go through this way and then like go fill up. Uh, but if you fill up your plate, you're kind of like stuck there and you're just like awkwardly like nibbling on your plate and you're like, I don't know how to get out of this. Um, <laughs> so just always have like just a little bit around and just kind of circle the room. Um, and just that I think for me, that's always worked. I think that that's a good idea for sure. I know I tend to find a hang out by the food table because I do like to just nibble, but you can make some good connections there as well. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so let's talk about social clubs a little bit. What are social clubs and why are they important? Yeah. So, um, one of the things I talked about when I was at Stanford is the importance of social clubs. And it's a little bit hard during, especially during this time to, you know, go out and socialize, but hopefully when the world gets back to normal, I really advocate for people becoming a part of social clubs. So I essentially see there being three tiers of social clubs and a social club is basically a community that you pay a membership fee to go to. And there's um, the three tiers. So tier three being the lowest and what I would see as like the Soho house. If you've ever heard of the Soho house, there's, they have them in select cities all over around the world. And it's more for the creative types or if you're in communications or marketing, uh, it's a great place to go and meet other creatives, directors, actors, um, and that's more as like a tier three because it's, it's not, you don't have to dress up to go. There's not really a dress code. Uh, it's kind of like a free for all. And then a tier two social club would be a golf club. So a lot, there's a lot of like older people there, uh, like mid, 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 mid tier professionals and all the directors. And you can find very senior executives there as well. And it's more formalized. There is a dress code typically, um, it's a very good place, if you, especially if you know how to golf to make those kind of business connections and uh, business deals. And then level one would be something, especially in Los Angeles and on the West coast called the Jonathan club. Um, there's also the California club, um, in New York, for example, there's the university club of New York and similar clubs like that. Um, and those memberships are typically upwards of 60,000 a year or more. I would highly recommend if you're a senior level executive and can afford that kind of membership to do that because for example, the Jonathan Club, um, which I'm in the process of being approved for, which is kind of cool. They have, they're trying to get younger members to go in, but um, a lot of these very exclusive clubs have billionaires and, um, you know, high millionaires a part of them and they are just mingling with everybody else. So if you want to meet these high level people and, you know, get mentors and build your network like very rapidly, it's the best thing is to join a social club really at any tier but especially the tier one clubs is you have, a, you get access to incredible people that you can never get access to otherwise. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I, I know that in Milwaukee here, there's definitely a number of the different tiers of clubs and organizations. And at the end of the day, you're just surrounding yourself with individuals that have a similar mindset or, or, you know, similar goals that they're trying to achieve. I think that's really an important part of um, building relationships. So thank you for sharing that. Of course. Alana, so my goal with this podcast is to help alleviate any fears that anyone might have when it comes to hearing that word networking that we've talked about already that, you know, not everyone loves that phrase. So can you share with our listeners one of your most successful or favorite networking experiences that you've had? Sure. Um, so one of my favorite ones is something that happened to me last year. Um, I had heard through a, a grapevine of a community that I'm involved with that one of um, this billionaire who has this also this, com this company at the time was worth 1.5 billion. 
that he was looking for somebody with the exact services that I do. So I specialize not only in PR, but also in LinkedIn, um, getting, you know, clients trending on LinkedIn and, and the topics and also in the news section. And I had heard through like maybe a, a 10th degree connection, like in passing, uh, this guy was looking for somebody like me. And I was like, I have no idea how I'm going to get in contact with this guy. Um, and then it turned out that somebody in my network, I uh, was just sharing client leads with them and stories that I had heard of people looking for different things and we were exchanging of ideas. And I was like, man, I love this guy. He has the same business values that I do, the same personal values that I hold, uh, somebody I really look up to. And he'd be a dream client because he has this billion dollar company who would bring me up to another level in my business. Um, but I was like, you know, there's no way I'm going to get in contact with him, even though I do love networking. And even though I've met incredible people, I'm like, I just don't know anybody, you know, who's remotely connected to him. And then it turned out um, that my friend knew him personally and had known him for over 10 years and made a direct email intro pretty much the next day. And then um, because of that email intro, I had a phone call with him, which I was super pumped about. I like killed it. It was an amazing call. Ended up, he ended up becoming a client. And then he was the company, the $1.5 billion company that I ended up uh, rebranding uh, in under six weeks. So it was an amazing, it just, you never know who your friends know and who your peers know. So it's mm-hmm. always a good idea to be open with them. Um, and just like, they know your goals, you know, their goals. So you could always be of service to them. And then amazing opportunities like that also come up. Yeah, I think that's brilliant. That's fantastic. I love the story that it's, an established relationship that you had, but you just kind of opened up and said, Hey, this is what I'm trying to do. And your friend came back and said, well, I know this person. <laughs> and, yeah, and I'm sure that was not your intention of sharing that with your friend. It just kind of happened. Yeah. It was just an organic exchange of ideas and it, it, it happened. He happened to know him and I was just, I was over the moon. It was Love it. incredible. That's fantastic. So how do you stay in front of or best nurture your network and community? Yeah. So um, what I love to do, and I, I love these little like details for, with networking, which you can really get into your personality. Um, so one, one thing I do is after meeting someone, I will write a handwritten note, which is pretty, which is pretty common still not, you know, overly done, but I also got this custom wax seal, which has my two initials for E and M. Um, and then I, I have like the wax kit and then I like hand stamp it. And if I can, I'll hand deliver it to the office or to, to the person. Um, so that's something that people have really noticed is like, nobody really has like wax seals, you know, we're not in the 16th century anymore, but, um, that's something that I love to do. And then also with my clients, um, because I live in LA, most of my clients are in LA, but I also work in Palo Alto in New York city and DC. So I do stay connected to the local community, like where my clients are. So um, I donate to local nonprofits and I try to stay connected to where they are. So when I have a a follow-up call, I'm like, oh, I, you know, donated or I was at this gala event in this particular city where you are. And so I not only stay connected to them and their business, but also locally. So I know kind of what's happening and what the needs are locally. And from a PR standpoint, it's good to know because there's, you know, national media, which is always amazing to get. But then there's also local media. So if you can get, if you can stay tapped into both those fronts, it's pretty game changing for clients. I love that. I think it's great that you're thinking about not only your local community, but the community where your clients um, are living. And, and I think it's fantastic. And it really shows that you genuinely care about, about them and their community as well. That's brilliant. 
What advice would you offer the business professional who is looking to grow their network? I would say that I would always find a way to serve other people. Like if you're just getting started in networking or if you're coming out of college um, or you're just like just in general trying to expand, I would say always try to find a way to serve the other person. I've seen that too many people when they go to networking events just take and take and take. Um, It's all about them. It's all about how they can grow their network. But if you can find a way, even if you have no idea, I mean, if you have no idea how to serve someone, guaranteed you can find some way, whether it's offering them like a freebie um, or something that you can offer that's not going to you know sell your whole business for free, but something that'll help them um, just like a little bit. That's how ultimately they're going to come back to you and see you as somebody who's serving them. Um, I would say like always just be kind and be humble. Um, ultimately people you know who are entrepreneurs usually have a lot of humility in general, but just being open to serving the other person um, at all times and realizing that it, it will co- probably come back to you in a positive way. Um, but just being there and cause there's, there's too much meanness in the world. Everybody is about me and like, you know, what's going to benefit me. But again, just finding a way to serve somebody else is probably the best advice I could give. I think that's great. It's really good advice to just, again, putting others forward and thinking about them and showing that you care about them. So let's talk about um, digital networking versus traditional networking. And obviously right now the traditional is extremely challenging um, and the digital is where it's happening, but um, you know, removing any barriers to traditional at the end of the day, which one would you find more value in traditional or digital, digital networking? I personally love traditional networking hundred percent. Uh, I love connecting with people in person and hearing their stories. And there's ultimately no other way to substitute for the energy and passion you can, that you have when meeting somebody in person. Like you can hear somebody's passion over the phone, but when you meet somebody in person, just like your whole body, if you're, I mean, especially for me that I love networking, like I really get into the conversation. I genuinely care about people. Um, and ultimately the clients that I have, I've gotten, even at this time in the coronavirus, I met them last year. And they were like, you know, I really remembered you because you were really caring about me. You asked about my family. You asked how you could help me. Um, so like in-person networking, 100%, but I've had to pivot into digital networking. And I've um, ended up investing in LinkedIn Sales Navigator, which I highly recommend. Um, ended up hiring someone for business development and they're aggressively pursuing LinkedIn. And now it's connecting to 10 to 15 people a week via phone, which is not as optimal, but you know, we, we do what we can and what we're giving to what, what the time we're given to us. So, mm-hmm. uh, but again, uh, traditional networking, a hundred percent. Fantastic. So here's a fun one. Now, if you could go back to your 20 year old self, what would you tell yourself to do more of less of or differently with regards to your professional career? This is a tough one. When I got this, when I saw this question, I was like, man, uh, I was like, well, I definitely would have been more intentional with my relationships. I think it's 20 year olds in general. You don't really know what you're doing at, you know, in college. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would have kept in touch with the professionals where I did my summer internships. I did a summer internship at Bentley and I wish I had kept in touch with the professionals who are working at Bentley because the people I was working with, the teams I was working with at the time, we actually, the project I worked on that summer was working on the hybrid Bentley. And that was about seven years ago. So that was kind of cool to see it come out of the market now. Mm-hmm. Um, but keep keeping in touch with um, those professionals and then professors, especially as you're going into an MBA program, just keeping in touch with them and, and like their networks, um, just being overall intentional with my relationships and less so with, um, you know, just kind of 
forgetting about them in a sense. Cause when you're 20, you're just like, Oh, you know, these people, I take these classes and then I go on. But if I had kept in touch, like, you know, having those networks open to me would have been beneficial as I was getting my MBA. Nice. Yeah. That that's fantastic. I agree with that. I mean, um, going back, if I could have been a little bit more focused and intentional, as you're saying on, nurturing um, some of those senior or more experienced connections that I created, whether past professors or um, just professionals I've met in passing. Um, It would have been interesting today to have, to see, you know, what those relationships would be like. Yeah, I agree. So we've all heard of the six degrees of separation. Who would be the one person that you'd love to connect with? And do you think you could do it within the sixth degree? Yes. So I actually did this recently. Uh, So one of my top line goals for the next two years is to be the youngest woman in America to be named to a board of a publicly traded company. Currently, the youngest woman is 32 and I'm about to turn 30 um, later this year. Uh, So one of my goals was to find a mentor who could help me navigate that that journey. I've been on numerous nonprofit boards and um, a startup board or two. Um, I really wanted to want there to be more women in, in that situation. And I was Mm -hmm. like, this is uh, what I want. Um, so I ended up being at an event, um, that this, one of the top hedge fund managers in New York city was at, um, he's a, he's a billionaire himself. And I was, I knew that somebody, I knew about three degrees of separation. I knew somebody who knew him, but I was going to be at this event. I'm like, okay, I have a, a closer chance of meeting this guy. Um, and then I ended up finding he was hosting a private event and I sneaked in, snuck in through the, the back, actually literally snuck in through the back to meet him because there was, there was no way that I was going to be able to meet him. And then one of my friends was at the event and was able to introduce me and I had been following his career and I had written, I had read a piece that he had written in the New York times about three years ago. And I was like, came up to him and I was like, I read this piece. I really love your, your journey. You know, would you be willing to mentor me? This is my goal. And he was stunned. She was like, I don't know who this person is. Like, who are you? Um, <laughs> but he actually said yes. So I actually, um, he said, yes, I'll be your mentor. Here's, he gave me his card. Uh, and that was a pretty incredible moment for me. So um, it just, I think being persistent and um, finding creative ways to meet people and like finding events where they're going to be at um, is like how you could do it within the sixth degree. Because uh, events, event, you know, it's it's better than if you can't reach somebody because they have a gatekeeper. You can always find a way to get to to them at events. And for me, I literally walked in through the kitchen and walked into like a private private room. So um, <laughs> I was I was very was very determined. That's awesome. I love that story. I think that's great that you basically said, I'm going to do this no matter what, (laughs) no matter what the consequences are, but it turned out to be a very positive experience. Obviously that's fantastic. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. All right. So, um, I'm going to throw the microphone over to you to give you an opportunity to interview me. What's something you'd like to ask me? Yeah. How did you, um, get started in in networking and what are, what are your what is your top tip? Because you're the the social capital expert, so I'd love to hear uh, <laughs> what's what's the way that you would um, get out of a conversation, an awkward conversation. Because my an tip awkward. is the food tip. Yeah. Um, oh, this, that's a good one. Okay, so um, the first, well, was your your first question was um, how I got into networking. So um, I want to say it was early two thousands. I attended my first kind of formal 
networking events like structured and there's, you know, hundred something people in the room. Um, and I just thought it was the coolest experience. And I was shocked that I was not doing that anymore. And I'm like, why am I just learning about this now? Um, so that was kind of like the tipping point for me to just kind of dive full speed ahead and figure out, you know, what other things can I do to just meet new people and connect and, and learn and, um, you know, create relationships. Um, but then, yeah, you start learning that there's sometimes uncomfortable or awkward situations that you can be in. Um, so I, I actually stole this tip from, um, one of my girlfriends way back when, you know, and at the younger at the bars, you know, meeting guys at the time, but there was a, a hand signal that we would use and we would just put like our hand. So you have a, you have to have a buddy, you know, a, a networking buddy for this to work. Um, but we just put our hand across, you know, like our chest and grabbed our, our shoulder and just, you know, kind of pet our shoulder a little bit. And that was kind of the sign that said, save me. <laughs> so, so now everyone knows my trick that I just shared. <laughs> and if they, anyone sees me doing that out networking, um, <laughs> but it was just good to have like a buddy, you know, a buddy system. So, so if someone needed saving. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's actually a better idea. <laughs> well, sure. yours is good too. I like that one. All um, right. You- and the other question was like, um, well, I guess, how do you get, how do you avoid an awkward conversation? If you don't have food, if there's like, for some reason, no food at an event, what would you do? Um, you know, I actually would pull like, if I was trying to not have a conversation or if, or like, uh, pause or stop a conversation, I would say, you know, I'm, I don't want to take up too much of your time. Um, I know that you're here to meet a lot of new people just as I am. So, uh, great connecting with you and, you know, feel free to shoot me an email if you want to try to continue the conversation further. That's that's phenomenal. Thank you. (laughs) That's many years of learning. (laughs) Um, all right. So any final word or advice to offer our listeners with regards to growing and supporting your network? Yes. Um, again, just to be of, find a way to be of service to your network. Um, one thing that I um, would just keep in mind is like, keep in mind the top line goals of your friends and your peers. Uh, for example, during this time of the coronavirus, I have this, this guy doing biz, biz dev for me. And uh, I know that one of my friends is an expert in dealing with female startup founders And so I ended up sending her about 40 leads um, just because I knew like she was looking, you know, hungry for for business as many of us are during this time. Mm -hmm. Um, So just keeping abreast of like who does what and like what they're interested in, who they serve. So then if you have an opportunity to send them something that, you know, you can do at little or no cost to yourself, that's, you know, spreading more kindness and and serving others ultimately. And then, you know, hopefully they can do the same for you later or um, reciprocity and, and all that. So just being aware of, who's around you and being able to serve them. And I think small businesses need to support each other as, I mean, in general, but you know, regardless of crisis, but definitely during this time. Totally agree. A hundred percent. Yeah. I think that's great is anything we can do is support each other and, and to, you know, pay it forward and, and give the opportunities to those who are best suited to fill the needs. Um, That's, that's brilliant. So Alana, if anyone was interested in getting in touch with you, what is the best way they can reach you? Yeah. So I created a a bit.ly link. So if they would like to get in contact with me, it's uh, bit 
dot ly slash ascend co um, that has all my contact info because my email is a bit long. Um, but I also have a couple of bonuses up for anybody on the podcast. Um, and that's my, my website, um, is ascend hyphen NP, uh, communications.com slash GSB hyphen bonus. So that's a bonus that I wrote for the students at the Stanford business school. Uh, love for your, your guests to just download that and they can help them with their PR needs. Um, so yeah, that, that's how they can get in contact with me. That's fantastic. And we will include all that information in our show notes. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it was a great conversation. This wraps, yes, this wraps up our episode of Social Capital. A huge thank you to Elena for taking the time to connect with us. If you want to continue the conversation on networking and building your community, just join our Facebook group. Go to facebook.com and search for Social Capital Network. If you need me, send an email to lori at socialcapitalpodcast.com. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. That's all for this episode of the Social Capital Podcast. Visit socialcapitalpodcast.com for show notes, more episodes, and to see who will be on the show next. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next episode.